Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Oh, it's a season of leaks, innuendo, speculation, and it's coming from all sides. Welcome to the What Podcast. I'm Brad Steiner. That's Barry Corder, a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians about... Bonnaroo. Barry Corder, did you get uh, awash with excitement with the lineup announcement? <laughs> yes, every time. Yeah, every time it happens. I'm so excited. <laughs> Here's how you know uh, that, uh, so if you didn't know, uh, something got leaked onto InfoRoo that then made its way to Reddit and then made its way around uh, around the social medias that Bonnaroo's leaked lineup came out and, you know, like clockwork, just so happened to... Come out somewhere around Black Friday. Yeah, isn't right that amazing? Right about when tickets go on sale. I know. How weird is that? I know, and uh, I think everybody from uh, John Lennon to Jimi Hendrix was on the list, right? Boy, that sounds great. <laughs> Bonnaroo's back. If you're going to sell Bonner's. tickets, <laughs> yeah, sure. you're going to put out a list. Now, you got to start thinking at some point, because uh, uh, now there's some of the people who just like doing fake lineups, right? Sure. People just like and they enjoy it. Um, and here's how I've always, and I don't know if it's real or fake, uh, everybody uh, on the on the sites are convinced that it's fake but the, here's how i know it's fake everyone liked it <laughs> that can't be that's a real true. lineup if everyone likes it that's true have you you pay attention to the lineup thing a lot more than i do have you got a sense of how often or how close these fake ones are to reality when Man, it does come out so you there's a um you know there's a there's a thread in in on Reddit right now about last year's lineup as opposed to um, the leak that came out last year. But again, these li- these leaks are just you know uh, because they're figments of imaginations based on some you know intelligent guessing. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, the one consistent one that I found. I, so to me, I always worry about the same way I bet football games and basketball games, and I try to go against conventional wisdom. I try to bet almost with Vegas right. because they know a lot more than we do. Right. I almost feel like sometimes when I see leak after leak after leak and they all include the same artist and the same artists, uh, I can pretty much write them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost wonder if like that's the tell yeah. that you know everybody thinks Everybody's the Foo Fighters got it. They're are just picking be there. it all up. And they and they I mean they do some of them have a lot more detail sometimes like so and so is touring this summer or not touring or yeah. their dates are open sure. or they blocked off, but yeah, I just One of those artists happens to be 
the Rolling Stones. Right. Which is, uh, again, I think that if we were being honest, and and I mean, you being a lot closer to Ashley than I, if, if we were all honest with each other, that's probably their white whale. Absolutely. That's the one they've wanted the most, and they've always wanted the most. Sure. And you could, they could probably secretly tell you that they, they wanted it more than Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Mm. Uh, or close. So let and me ask you this. And U2 would be in the, you know, if... if U2 doing its only made ever U.S. festival at Bonnaroo was a big deal. Yeah. Here's here's the only thing that makes me scratch my head about the Rolling Stones. Now, if we're talking leak and windows, suspicion, ideas here, if... If I have to find one one reason why I would think that the Stones are a major possibility, how is it they have no Atlanta or Nashville dates on their U.S. tour? How was the last time they did a U.S. tour? I don't remember. But yet they have a date in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's going? Who's going to Jacksonville, Florida to see the Stones? Everybody from Atlanta and <laughs> the surrounding 250 miles. That is a major tell. You know what we need to do? We need to get somebody on here who's an expert in this sort of thing. You think so? Who would that be? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure AC. I thought that was supposed to be us. <laughs> second. I'm sure there is. So let's let's think about it. I bet there is somebody who has done a lot of big time booking and and can explain to us more than because I think a lot of us just think it's a simple matter of money. You know, it's not always money. It's about sometimes whether they've played in that area before routing. Whether the artist wants to do it or yeah. doesn't want to do it, you know, we, you know, what we forget about uh, some artists just don't like Bonnaroo. Just don't like Bonnaroo. They, they don't, don't like do be, heat. They don't want to be outside. They don't want to be heat. Yeah, exactly. I heard a uh, great story about a band that I will not mention who has been to Bonnaroo a lot, and I was told by their manager straight up they hate doing Bonnaroo. Yeah, and I said why? They they literally they've been there five times. He goes. They just hate playing outdoors. Yeah, they huh? loathe playing outdoors, and they just don't think their show works in the heat. It's like, I, well, yeah. boy, you, you could have fooled me because the four times I've seen them have been unbelievable. I yeah, I don't. The other band that I don't think likes Bonnaroo is Death Cab for Cutie. Why in the world Death Cab for Cutie has put out three albums since the last time they've been to Bonnaroo? They don't show up. Yeah. They don't show up. So whenever time you see a fake lineup or a lineup at all that's leaked that has Death Cab for Cutie's name in it, I just throw that's it away. what I mean. It'd be fun to get somebody who can give us some of those backstories of. You know, here in Chattanooga, it has been long a long held truth, and it's it's come to fruition because it hasn't happened. Uh, Jimmy Buffett swore off ever coming back here after mm-hmm. playing at uh, our old baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Not exactly sure why, but he hadn't come back. Yeah, those kinds of things. I think they'd be fun to have somebody kind of dive a little deeper into how bands pick where they go and don't go and and it has a lot to do with what the festival's uh point of view is you know they uh universally but from this crowd from the bonnaroo crowd the line it's a great study in where bonnaroo's mentality is at least the bonnaroo people's mentality uh you've got uh, over the last two weeks since we've lasted a an episode you got the shaky knees lineup come out right and then you've got the hangout festival lineup come out right one universally loved one universally loathed. Yeah. Now, uh, again, Shaky Knees has a very specific perspective they're going after because it's a crowded marketplace right. and there's two festivals in Atlanta. There's a festival in Manchester. They have a specific thing they're going for, and that is a underground indie alternative lane. Hangout Festival is all top 40. I know that you may not like the Hangout Festival lineup, but I garner a guess that that's Things going to sell out in about a day and a half. Yeah, it, you know, I, when you were t- mentioning Ashley earlier and the Rolling Stones, uh, you know, they they with uh, their partnership with C three, the lineup has changed. 
but it's changed every year. But what I was going to say is when McCartney was there, that was something that Ashley wanted. He said it. He, you know, he put it, he put it out there. Right. He does. He curates basically the Big Ears Festival in Knoxville, which is very uh, completely different. It's not for everybody, it, but it's his. That yeah. is his baby. It's a very electronic thing. So it, there's a whole different philosophy on how these things are booked. You know, there's there's the business end of it. You got to book bands that are going to sell tickets. So I, I'm very curious to see where it goes. The Rolling Stones obviously is a home run type of thing that gets the big numbers back yeah. it does get a and that we, gets a very big number and we've talked about before do they want the big numbers back? right we don't know you don't know uh let's go through some of these uh these artists on the um on the hangout lineup and again contrary to to what i like and enjoy on a daily basis i work at a top 40 radio station yeah you do traffic and sports that funny guy yeah. <laughs> i do a comedy show we don't necessarily focus on on the pop culture stuff and we don't necessarily talk about the music and we don't necessarily care about the music we have our own little thing that right. um, somehow works but everybody in my building saw the hangout lineup and everybody in my industry saw the hangout lineup on the top 40 side uh, universally lost their minds yeah because it is for that specific crowd a monster yeah. it's a monster listen to these I mean this is just hit after hit after hit every single person you hear on contemporary radio right now Travis Scott Khalid, Cardi B, BB Rexa, Bozzy, Bryce Vine. By the way, I was the very first person in the entire country to play Bryce Vine. Even played our little festival here in town. Yeah. Lovely the band. I mean, I know it's not for most people, and especially the most people listening to this, but back to the point of like there's a specific angle they're right. going for. Hangout is is there for college kids. Right. It is a college kids festival. And but I by the way, and I will go to my grave saying this, it's one of the best organized organized festivals yeah, I've ever been that. to. You've said that many times. You may not like what's on the stage, but boy, there's not a bad place to see a show. Right. Everything feels really natural and and uh, easily accessible. There's not a better artist section in the entire country <laughs> than what they there it is. how they treat you. Now we've come festival. to the we've come to the reality. And if Brad go, is comfortable. If Brad's doing good for Brad, this place is great. <laughs> this is the best. Yeah, if you get the VIP, it's the best festival ever. If you so don't the, get it, it's the worst. So then you go to the Shaky Knees lineup for this year. It's on a completely different plane. Tame Impala, Beck, KG Elephant, Incubus, Gary Clark Jr., Father John Misty, The OCs, Black Lips, Japanese Breakfast, on and on and on. That sounds like every undercard we've ever wanted upon uh, it. I was just going to say, I... I like that a lot. <laughs> I know who who, who whoever's listening to this. They're great. Whoever listens to this does not does not hate that, and they no, would right. think about traveling exactly. down That's to a Atlanta for me. That's a great point. All right, so because uh, we are in this weird position in the calendar where by the time you listen to this, we might have a lineup, by the way. They're getting earlier and earlier. We think it's going to be mid-January, 1st of January. It damn well could be mid-December. You know, you've got Coachella happening. In, literally, by the time we finish this today, Coachella's lineup might be out because they always seem to run parallel with with Hangout. Right. Um, you've got Shaky Knees already out. Bonnaroo somewhere in there. And in the next Three to four weeks, we sh- we could be talking about a Bonnaroo lineup. Well, the reality is they are competing for ticket buyers with those other festivals. Yeah. Most people, I mean, can do one. Yeah. I can't imagine there are many that do two. Yeah. And I would I would go ahead and say this to the Bonnaroo people. Hello, uh, guys from AC Entertainment. Thank you for listening to the what podcast. Thank you for allowing us to talk about uh, your wonderful product. We would love to announce the lineup. Absolutely. What a better venue than the What, what Podcast. A, what a great idea, huh? What a great way to control your message than by putting it right here on yeah. the What Podcast. We'll put it out whenever you want, however you however want. However you want, whenever. It's the beauty of a podcast. 
I can just hit post. Um, <laughs> so we're in this this doldrum time of, of sitting here and waiting and, and anticipating. So we thought that while we uh, bide the time, we talked to some people who we've been admiring from afar. So I've been following these uh, these Twitter accounts and the InfoRoos and the Reddits just to, you know, keep the spirit alive in myself, in my own heart. Right. So to pass the time, I turned to some some pretty trusted social media accounts just to, just to get a little Bonnaroo fix here and there, right? And I thought that it would be a great idea if we started talking to some of those guys yep. and uh, bide the time and to see what they're thinking about for the festival, think about the festivals in years past. So who shall we talk to today there, Barry Quarter? Let's talk to the guys over at Rutang. The Rutang Clan? The Rutang Clan. That's a really good Twitter account, at Rutang Clan. And they, uh, you know, we talk about it a little bit, but I think it's fascinating that it is early December. Mm-hmm. And we're still talking Bonnaroo. Mm -hmm. We're talking, I say still, because the other way would be we're jumping, we're getting ahead because the lineup, but we've not stopped talking about it, basically, and neither of these people, which is what we've discovered on all these Twitter accounts. It's it's become a year-round thing with people doing countdown to how many days are left and guessing who the bands are going to be. But more than that, and we really talk about it with these guys, with uh, Richard and Dan from Rutang, they mention a lot of shows, but they mention the camp experience quite a bit, too. And I, I think... I think you and I both came to that realization last year when we started doing this, Yeah, that it's about a lot more than the lineup. They opened my eyes to a couple of things in this conversation that I, I guess I didn't put blinders on necessarily, but boy, I wasn't aware of how, of how great the group experience is, the group camping experience. This is a testament. Absolutely. Boy, oh boy, they have got something special in that group camping that I was not, not necessarily aware of. And if I was going to Bonnaroo as a regular patron, right, and not doing media stuff, hello group camping. Absolutely. There are my people right there. And uh, I mean, we've talked about it, but and that's the other thing. We've done it now 14 years, so it's become a thing. These guys have only been going four or five years, yeah, and it's already deeply ingrained right. into right. their lives. And they went all in fast. And they made a great point, which you'll hear about, like if you're an individual or you're from Canada mm-hmm. or anywhere in the world and don't want to have to lug all the stuff that we lug, group camping is, a, is the way. It is the way. Here and we go. A, Let's get into it. Dan Richard from Rutang Clan on the What Podcast. Doing good. How you been? I'm great. Apparently, we've called the Rutang headquarters. Uh, what kind of uh, major operation are you guys running over there with your conference calls, your offices? What in the hell is going on? Uh, yeah, no, we're just a group that was pretty much the brainchild of Richard Stafford, and pretty much we've grown from a small group of around 55, I want to say, in 2016 to a group of over 250 campers. I Get out of here. So, 200 of you last year? Uh, well, technically, no, we were actually 200 and... I think officially registered, we had 254, so we were just a couple shy of Reddit, but um, we had some ringers that were doing RV camping, um, <laughs> some, some some first-time rulers, uh, so we had we had an extra, I think, four or six of those. I, uh, I don't do this uh, very often with other men, but I'm having group envy. I'm having a little bit of group envy. <laughs> That's Brad, Richard. This well, is Barry. Yeah, I was just thinking, I think our big year was around 20, and, and we had to make some serious cuts because we didn't like everybody. We definitely, um, we've never liked anybody, but we definitely, we did switch it up um, a little bit. Um, originally, do you guys have time for a, a little Genesis story? Absolutely. We get all the time in the world. Quick. All right, cool. Well, so um, my first uh, 
Rue was back in 2014, completely kind of out of the blue. I had heard of Bonnaroo, and, you know, whenever you hear other people talking, oh, it's different than other music festivals, I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever, I get it, uh, you had a good time, cool. The lineup came out, and just on a whim on Facebook, I saw it, and I think I just got a new credit card or something, and I was going through some kind of internal, you know what, I'm missing out on things, you know, I was approaching, I don't know how old I should say I am, but yeah, I was approaching 40, and, uh, you know, I missed these things, I'm just going to buy some tickets, let's go. So I bought a couple tickets, and then, um, long story short, my two brothers, Mitchell and Drew, ended up coming with me. We had this um, big, grandiose dream of having a, uh, an awesome RV and all this stuff, and one by one, our friends started flaking out, ended up just being the three of us, and we went with the RV anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't do it right. We rented one in Dallas. Um, I'm from Oklahoma and my brothers live there. We went one from Dallas, the kind that you tow, and we towed, you know, 13, 14 hours, whatever it was. We wasted so much gas. We were getting about six to eight miles to the gallon. Um, we finally get to Bonnaroo and they pull us in. And my brothers, he had a, what did he have, like a trailblazer at the time. It starts smoking like really, really bad as we're going through security. Well, just and like it should when it goes to Bonnaroo, right, by the way, right, as it should. Right. That, that old cliche. Different kind of smoking. That old chestnut. You know, this was our first time, so we had no idea that you might hit several hours of traffic once you get there. So we're, you know, we're hangry and tired from driving all night. We get there, start smoking. They pull us into our spot eventually, and they're like, all right, you're here. All you got to do is straighten her up. As we try to put it in reverse to straighten it up, the car just completely dies. It turns out we ripped a serpentine belt, and so... We were stuck. And so our first second experience at Bonnaroo was we are stuck with this RV that just cost us a fortune to get here. How are we going to get out? You know, we, the, the magic of Bonnaroo helped. A couple of days later, we basically decided we're going to just not let this ruin our trip. Let's worry about this sometime Saturday. I'm sure somebody can tow us out of here or something. We'll fix it up. We meet this guy named Troy Eugene at one of the shows. I can't remember which one it was. My brother said something funny. He turned around and, you know, laughed. And then we just started talking to this guy. We go from like show to show. And then we end up at that Skrillex Super Jam, which to this day is maybe one of the best shows I've seen. You know, I wasn't even a Skrillex fan. Anyway, that's another story. But, uh, and then we start talking to the guy. We're like, hey, where are you from, by the way? He's like, I'm from here. I'm right down the street. We're like, ah, you don't know a a mechanic, do you? He's like, yeah, I, I, me. He comes the next day while we were at Arctic Monkeys. Uh, he comes and fixes our car free Stop of charge. It. And wow, we've met no up kidding. with him every year. He just had some extra circuit belts in his serpentine. bag? He had a yeah. serpentine. He, <laughs> how does that happen? He was local. So he, he ah, went to the store for us. Like wow. um, He did all this stuff for us. I mean, these people that he never met. And I was I met before, and I was just taken aback by that you know like man this is and just you know i had we had experience 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 everybody was so great you know at wow. the time 2014 there was a lot of political turmoil in the world and just to be somewhere where like 80,000 people like got along for that many that much time and you know just so thoughtful it was just life-changing anyway my brother is wearing a, uh, a wu-tang tank top one day just everybody's yelling wu-tang at him and i started calling him wu-tang i, I want to be known to anybody out there that's ever you know tagged pictures prior to 2014 at Bonnaroo and called their crew the Rutang Clan. We didn't mean to copy it. I had never thought of it before. I didn't know that people had, had used that before, but we ran with it. And the next year, the, our group moved to nine. It was my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and eight other guys. And we just threw together these like last minute Rutang logos on some tank tops. And the second we walked out with those things, it was a very Bonnaroo moment when we go through security and security stops the gate 
to take pictures with us in our Rutan shirts. <laughs> and instead of everybody getting pissed off that they're, you know, waiting to get in, everybody starts cr- chanting, Rutan Clan ain't not F with, you know, and over <laughs> and over again. We're like, this is awesome. So we started a social media, uh, I started social media accounts for, you know, for Rutan Clan. The next year, you know, we were like, you know, we've got to get 24 people. We got to make this a group camp. So um, after doing that, we were we were on the cusp. Like we had we had 26 people that said they were going to do it, but mm-hmm. you know, like people always drop out. Well, it turns out that there was another group that was going to fall short. They had I can't remember how many, 11 or 12, I think. Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. They were also calling themselves Rutan Clan, and we're like, wait, there can't be two Rutan Clans. Let's combine, and then that fixes all the problems, you know. And so we combined yep. with them, and then um, another group of from New Jersey and Pennsylvania, they, I don't know, 12 or so, 15, I don't know, joined us. And then, you know, first year, that was the first official Rutan Clan, 2000, what year was that? 2015, 2016, um, we were 54. And then from there, now we've got 54 people wearing a much cooler looking Rutan Clan shirt. We, we designed a better, much better logo, and we had all of us wearing these bright yellow tank tops on Saturday, passing out stickers, passing out you know, temporary tattoos and people started seeing that. So then from that 54, we grew over 200. And wow. honestly, all we were trying to do that year is they started the pit contest there. If, you know, the first group to 75 went to pit access. We're like, man, we can get to 75. Everybody bring a friend. Once we hit that and we won that because Reddit had already surpassed it and won the, the big prize. Once mm-hmm. we hit that, it was just like, it was like a wildfire all of a sudden. Cause I get all these, what are the FIBO? I get all these emails every time somebody would register. And we went from like 78 to like 130 in wow. three days. And then up and then all of a sudden we're up to about 200. <laughs> it was it was wild. It was really, really big. And so, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We we had one year of group camping under our belt. Now we've got 200 plus people. It still worked out great. I mean, we had some parking issues and, you know, some things to learn. And, you know, we had some people that weren't really like group, you know, they were just kind of using it for a, a spot to, you know, camp in a cool place and get a little bit of extra room. So we kind of made some rules where it's, you know, hey, you know, we just want people that, that want to be in our group rather than just our group because there's so many groups that need members, you know. So anyway, that's kind of how it worked. And then last year it was just, you know, returning members and friends. And we don't say no. You know, there's people that reached out to us. It was it was funny. It was almost like job interviews. People would email myself <laughs> and Dan and uh, it'd be like, hey, you know, it's me and, you know, two girls that were this age. We, you know, just the kind of music we listen to at late night we do this. You know, hopefully we're a fit. Oh, yeah, you're fit. Come on. <laughs> you're so, fit. Who knows what we're going to be this year? <laughs> yeah, we'll what are your qualifications we'll, for this we'll said Rutan clan, ma'am? We'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call yeah. us. I mean, there was a couple people that uh, that their resumes weren't too great. We, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, but their nudes are terrific, so they yeah. got in. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, phenomenal to me because this is there's so many layers here that I want to dissect yeah, because this too. is everything that Bonnaroo is supposed to be about, right? It's everything that we preach about. It's a reason why we started this podcast is is stories like this, groups like you guys, and because it is the mirror image of how we started. It's exactly how me and Barry became friends. It's exactly how our friend group has grown to the group that we camp with. It's that magic of the campsite that turns you into a Bonnaroo lifer. And the fact that your campsite and, and your group, what has turned into a 365-day Twitter account, it's because of some guy that helped you in Manchester that was bleeding the Bonnaroo feeling and bleeding the Bonnaroo a mantra, 
helped you, yeah. that made you believe in Bonnaroo yeah. when you were skeptical to begin with. Could have been it, a disaster. And then it grew into a giant thing that has gone on now. This will be the fourth year, fifth year. That, that's phenomenal. Richard, yeah. that's phenomenal. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's exactly what it was. I mean, the lineup and, and the people definitely helped, but... Um, yeah, and it's it's fun. I mean, you know, it's it's really hard to describe to people too. You know, if you're not if you're outside of the group, it's funny. I'm here. I'm a I'm head of PR for a distributor here, a film distributor, Blue Fox Entertainment here in Los Angeles. And I was just trying to explain to people why I need to do this meeting early. Um, and it was really hard to do. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Streep, you can hold on for a second. I'm going to talk to this Bonnaroo podcast. Yeah, you got to do this podcast real quick. These so guys like, in Chattanooga, who I've never met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, but yeah, so, you know, and we started something that I don't know that we'll ever stop. You know, even when I'm. Well, old and gone. I just, uh, I think the, I think the, the train has left the station. So see, everything Brad said is, is what I was thinking. But when we started this in February, we thought we'll be lucky to get what enough shows leading up to the event. And then we've thought for sure come Sunday when the event's over, the podcast is done. I don't think we understood <laughs> the 365 day thing with so many people that has been uh i think i look brad we had another hundred or so downloads like yesterday oh stop it you love he doesn't me. look he, i look at the numbers he loves looking i it don't fascinates care. me that people are still listening to the what podcast you know what yeah. is this five months later and, or and you're still probably seeing more people follow you on twitter more people sign up for a uh, group camping yeah. you know and I, and the other thing too that's interesting about this in in 14 years of bonnaroo now, I know that I probably live a very sheltered Bonnaroo life. Uh, you're the first uh, set of people that I've talked to that's done group camping. Yeah, and I didn't know, oh, wow. I'm, I'm learning things as you say it, I didn't know that you had to have a certain amount of people to even make the group camping happen. And I wonder, yeah. Dan, you did GA. Richard, had you ever done GA before? I, I'm assuming no. I did, yeah. So the first year we did, we had the RV fiasco, and then the second year when there was nine of us, we did GA. Okay, and, um, so when you... Then, when, we didn't... Didn't do the normal probably GA because we brought in, we had nine people and we had and we made one big kind of tent. But yes, we were definitely GA and uh, and I, I, I it was fun. It was a blast. But after doing group camping, I could not imagine doing it any other way. Is that like, right? Even if somebody gave me free VIP tickets, because it's come up like people, were, you know. My brother was kind of considering it last year and, you know, do you want to do VIP, you know, before, you know, because I'm going to have a family soon and who knows how much longer I'll be going um, before a break. And I just don't want, I just want to do group camping. Yeah. So Des- it, describe group camping so for us because I'm not familiar with it either. How is it different than, say, VIP or GA? Sure. Well, like rule-wise, uh, just on, on the rules, you know, if you have 24 people, you need 24 people. And essentially it was created for groups, you know, people reconnecting, you know, that live on different sides of the country. If let's say that year that nine of us went, we had to meet at Walmart and meet outside the gate right, to right. come in and to camp next to each other. But Follow each other tail to tail. People, so, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and you're panicking that you're going to get separated somewhere right, once you get on right. the farm. Uh, but no, this way, as long as you register by a certain date, you know, that gives the, the Bonner staff a, at least a month to, to kind of space everything out. But you get a camp that you reserve for you based on how many people you have registered and you can show up whenever. And it's, you know, so if we've got our friends in Florida, they just show up. Hey, we're in group camping. You have your little car tag. I'm with Routang. They put you right where you need to be. So that's the big, you know, that's, I think, the genesis of how it started and the reasoning for it. It was great. And I've noticed, um, you know, since we've started doing it, it has absolutely blown up. I mean, all of a sudden last year, we've got 
multiple groups, you know, at least three groups of over 100, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And what it is a little differently, other than just for the convenience, people over there are, I don't know how to really put it, I mean, they're just about it. You know, they are all about Honoru. They've been going forever. People decorate camps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have themes each year. You know, Supergroup will do a theme, we'll do a theme. This, this we're familiar. <laughs> we're sorry to interrupt, but this we're familiar with. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and fr- frankly, it's making me feel very under, like, <laughs> We have really. Get, you're gonna have to pick it up. Yeah, it's all on me though, Barry. Yeah. I've got a lot on my shoulders pick, here in this our campsite. Our and our uh, <laughs> signs. Yeah, and, I, uh, I feel like I've really dropped the ball here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. Well, you guys, I, you know, no, I because it's what's funny. What what really? Whenever we started getting the the brain turning, like, hey, let's do group camping. One of the things that made me want to do it was we walked by a camp that had a white picket fence and yard flamingos. I don't know if that was you guys or not, no, but no. we thought it was such a cool idea. Um, to have like a theme and yeah. Uh, but yeah so everybody in group camping does that now it, we're, it's almost like a community within a community within a community uh, because you know all the different groups are starting to merge and and do things together last year i don't know if anybody was at the jungle show last year what are you um, crazy it's my but, favorite live band on the planet yeah, yeah. it's great exactly as you should be and i can't wait i'm seeing him here today in march i can't wait if you guys saw the pizza thing last year um did anybody did you yeah, guys happen yes. to see the big okay. pizza event? Yep. So, yeah, so that's an example. I mean, it wasn't all group camps. Um, gotcha. Ron over at Reshoot, I was the ringleader of that whole thing, contacted us and some other Bonner, Bonnaroo influencers to do this hilarious, you know, eight, eight gigantic pizza slices, pool floaties that are at least seven feet tall. I don't know. Dan, how big yeah. was it? Because you were carrying it around. <laughs> yeah, I was carrying Somehow we got my big 25-foot flagpole in past security. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Celia, who runs Roof Fitness, got this smart idea to hook it up to my flagpole because it had a clip holes on it so you could clip it to it so that thing was very unwieldy and when like we stayed through jungle and through moon taxi and when moon taxi threw out those big beach balls <laughs> we saw them coming towards us and we were starting to freak out thinking they're just gonna like knock it all yeah knock it into the crowd yeah you're just playing giant softball yeah. at that point oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah if anybody didn't see the the pizza thing so eight eight different gigantic pizza slices were positioned at different spots during the jungle show. All of a sudden, somebody waves a pizza party flag, and then all the different pizza slices start coming together from different. So anybody in the back of the of the crowd sees these gigantic pizza slices coming together and just don't know what to do. Like <laughs> there's something happening here, right? And then uh, Jungle even made a mention it like once they're selling it. I'd like to point everybody's attention. I think there's a gigantic pizza slice <laughs> in the back. And that's when we knew we made it. We are like, we have made it. Yeah. And then um, one of the vendors, oh, my gosh, I can't remember. Who was the vendor? Spicy Dan? Pie? Was it Spicy Pie? Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. Spicy Pie. It was the other uh, really good pizza. pizza Nova. There. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pizza they, Nova. they sponsored, um, I don't know, 12, 15 pizzas. And so we had a pizza party in the middle of, of the, the crowd. You know, you it was kind of like a pizza conga line and a big pizza. Oh uh, yeah, we're looking at pictures. Cool. Yeah, I'm showing Bob, Barry the uh, the pictures of it right now. The uh, giant pizza coming awesome. together at uh, at Jungle. It was, uh, it's it's pretty. So that's it's pretty, a, you know microcosm of it. Now, so, see, this is what I I love. I love this idea though that your group just keeps getting bigger and you have this uh, almost like an entry process. Like, how often are you? Let me put it this way. 
When you're sitting at camp, right, and you see all of these people uh-huh. around you, how engaged with each and every one of them are you? Are you trying to make time for all of them? Are you spending a lot of time yeah. at camp? Is camp just absolutely madness at all times? It's, um, I tell you what, Rutang is a com- combination, a lot of smaller groups for the most part. That's kind of the way I put it together. So, you know, that first, I explained how we first started at 54, you know, we're three groups. So most of the people that are in Rutang are also from groups you know, it's like four of their friends also, or five of their yeah. friends, or some sure. are even big. I think we've got some groups like 15, 20. So yeah. they camp next to each other. We make sure to plan it out enough ahead of time to where we can make sure everybody gets to camp next to their friends. Oh, that's and then, um, so yeah, so you, you've got a mix of some people that kind of hang to themselves. Most of the time, you know, people are walking around, you're playing slap bag, or, you know, last year we had a wine theme, so we're everybody's getting laid at camp we're passing out lays you're definitely all talking we have some kind of group events you know where hey at this time everybody come in together if you feel like it so it's pretty fun to walk in with like a group of 60 i tell you what the best time the the, one of the best experiences i had and the reason i knew i was going to be doing group camping forever was during the rain delay of what was it 2016 yeah 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 so 2016 rain delay we all like that's when the original kind of og rutan clan all really got solidified because Everybody was back at camp, you know, at like 930 or whatever, fighting this storm. And we all walked back in together. And it was so, so, so incredible to see, you know, 50-something people all wearing the same thing. Those kind of moments. So, I don't know. It's a mix of both, you know, at camp, to answer your question. It's uh, it's not madness by any means. Uh, We've got, you know, areas for everybody's kind of getting along and and hanging out. We we try to talk to everybody. Names are tough. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the sausage making, but I am curious about your your two, the dynamic of you two, because Richard, you're in California. Dan, where are you? I'm in Kansas City. Did did y'all, you didn't know each other before or you did? No, No, we met uh, that in 2016. Yeah, the way I... The way I got involved, I was part of the other group that merged with Rick, with Richard's group. At the time, I was going solo, and then on Twitter, I met up the other group leader, Christian, at the time, and it was just completely random. I was going solo, and I just said, hey, what the heck, I'll take potluck and go with it. So That's awesome. And now, but see, you're involved with the point. Twitter. You're involved with the Twitter account, right, Dan? I mean, you're the one that responded when I reached out. So Yeah, yeah, I do that, and also I do the Instagram account, too. He is the key captain. He is Captain Sweeney. Um, he's got yep. his captain hat. I don't. I forget how we named him the captain, but you know. So he's the captain of the Rutan clan, and you know, I'm just a, merely the group leader. Uh, but captain makes it all go. And just that's real awesome. quick, just for anybody that's listening out, thinking about doing group camping, even though I said you know our group is a mix of of groups, there's also people that go solo, and it's actually a good point. If you are going solo, group is super beneficial if you're having to fly in or. You don't have anybody to drive with because, you know, it's very encouraged to carpool. You know, we had some some um, some of our new friends from Canada that are in. You know, it was really hard for them to pack a tent and stuff. So, sure. you know, they would either order or mail it uh, to um, – somebody else in the group. So and I bet really and I bet like in that kind of And I bet like if you guys if you've been doing this for so long, if somebody needs a place, I bet you guys got extra gear just sitting around, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome, man. Oh yeah. And you said something yeah, too that do, was interesting. You know, the other thing that was interesting too, you said that that there's a leader, then there's a captain. Barry, we don't have this sort of like hierarchy of camp nut butter. No, I think it'd be a fight. <laughs> yeah, we even got co-captains in the background that kind of help out with when we're doing t-shirt orders or you know making sure that everyone's got everyone's signed up for their carpools and everything. 
You know what? I would, you know, yeah, it was, people that it, so. we, we have a guy, probably I would say our our patriarch, who shows up late on Friday. Yeah. Everybody sets everything up for him. He sits there and watches He touches you. nothing. We go pick him up. We take him out. And he does nothing. <laughs> and then and then he steals all of your stuff, if you know what I mean. Eats your and food. Then, and then eats all your food, hits on your wife, and then basically says at the end of it, Boy, you guys did nothing this yeah, year, did you? I don't know if yeah. I like this group. I don't know if I like this group. Oh, by the way, I need a ride. <laughs> last year was the first year during this podcast uh, leading up to Bonner. Last year was the first year talking to more people and more people. Like you guys got me into wanting to go out to guest or to GA for the first time. I've been a GA once, and that was 14 years ago, and I swore I would never go back wow. uh, because I was like, "There's yeah, just it, it's I, it not scares what you me. think, Richard. It's not. It's not for me. I'm, it's a very scary world out there for me. I got no hair product out there. It's very concerning. All right, so uh, like, but more the more I was talking to guys like you guys, like going out to GA, it was phenomenal. I loved everything about it. In fact, two nights I could have stayed out there. Now then, now I want to go to group camping. Now I want to see what group camping's like. I want us to come crash uh, Rutang uh, Clan this year. Can Absolutely. we come? Can we come hang out? Absolutely. Oh, uh, right. You know, yeah, everybody is welcome at Rutang Camp. Um, we don't. We haven't decided our plans. Last year we had uh, the Rutang Clan Bonaluau Wednesday night. Okay. Um, if you can't uh-huh. guess, we did a Hawaiian theme last year. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, so here's it was a really fun kind of Wednesday party. So yeah, we'll be doing something like that again, and we might be teaming up with uh, some of the other groups to see, be determined. See, that's awesome. That's but great. yeah, come by anytime. I I'm we'll be there. I'm enormously excited. Like, do you guys put out like a schedule of like who's going <laughs> where and who you can talk to? That would be kind of fun. I love talking about campsite stuff because it inspires me to do yeah. Yeah. the same sort of stuff. I now want to do like a checklist of like who's going where and who's going when, so we can all go together. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, a lot of it, you know, last year, like I said, you know, it's been a learning experience, but we did implement some stuff last year that is, uh, we didn't plan, there's so much, you know, we wanted to plan everything all at once, but um, one of the things that we, we implemented, we're going to do a better job of this year is all it takes is a dry erase board, a couple of dry erase boards right. at kind of a communal site. And it's just like, hey, we had a lot of the gang last year was really hyped for Bass Nectar. So it's like, hey, we're leaving at this time to go see Bass Nectar, or we're going to be at this, you know, front, right stage or whatever, those kind of things. You don't want to plan too much because once you get there, yeah. everybody that's been firing knows, I mean, you know, a schedule is yeah. a guideline, if anything. It's a great point. So it's more about just setting up options, you know, because we don't, not everything is all about routine while you're there, you know, it's a, or a group camping, your group. Basically, we want people to participate as much or as little as they'd like. So we just, you know, put a bunch of things in place. Like last year, what we did, we bought 800 uh, beach balls that we put the routine logo um, on. And so we gave everybody a bunch of beach balls. We thought it'd be fun to kind of have some organized, like, hey, at this show, everybody's going to wait till the beginning of the third song. We're going to launch our beach balls. Boy. Or last year we were at um, Killers. If you guys watched the video back, um, it was really funny because we had 75 of us in the pit for that um, via the, the contest. And so we all, you know, had a few beach balls. So we had, I don't know, hundreds of beach balls, passing them out to everybody. And we're like, hey, on the third song, somewhere between the first song, if Mr. Brightside comes on at the court, we, too many rules. <laughs> we should have yeah, just said, just yeah. get them whenever Mr. Brightside comes on. But they open with Mr. Brightside. You don't want to plan too, too much. All this product, though, you're talking about, boy, I hope you have a really good silent investor. Because uh, this money racks up fast. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, whenever you have 250-something people... Um, 
you know, that are pitching in, it it add that adds up fast too. So God, I can't get two people in our group to pitch in. Brad's our Brad is our <laughs> sugar daddy. Really, that's one of our rules. Is everybody <laughs> yeah. pitches in, you know, twenty five, thirty bucks and it covers your shirt and last year we made bandanas, we bought, you know, party tents, we bought all this stuff. So everybody pitches in and that that's really I, I think what really helps us kinda I, I, the gravitas of the whole situation. We're a little bit opposite. We do a lot of planning as far as the tent, but we there's no expectation that we're all gonna do anything together. No, In fact, barely. We we never go anywhere as a group. Ever. Ever. Never. We've never <laughs> gone to one show yeah. as all 12, 12 of us, ever. No, no. And I don't think I'd want to. Like, no, no, and that's the beauty of it. It, it would change your, yeah. You don't well, no, for us, and, that's what works. You know. it, it works because right. there's yeah, no, because, yeah. you know, if somebody doesn't want to go, then we don't want a mopey per- person with us, so. Well, then why do we camp with Brian? <laughs> we need that. <laughs> we need hey, that all right, complaint. so uh, let's uh, move on to Bonnaroo uh, twenty. 19 because uh, the tickets are out and uh, you can you can go ahead and yeah. purchase tickets now and that you guys I've been noticing on your Twitter how much uh, you've been pushing for one thing that in particular that I've been trying to say similarly even though I'm not a big fan you guys have been asking tweet after tweet after tweet when will the metal come back there is something missing yep. in Bonnaroo that metal show now yep. I'm not a metal fan but boy there is something missing when you know I'll never forget the day where Gore was playing, and at 5 o'clock in the morning, a guy was walking back to camp as I was leaving camp. He was walking, covered in fake blood. Yeah. You know, they, they had the emergency people running at him because they thought he was dying. We need that. The, the farm needs it back, man. Yes. Yes. No, you know, I, I think I that um, we're definitely an eclectic group. Um, so by no means is Rutan Clan strictly metal by any means. But um, we do, you know, we're eclectic. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason, I, I was uh, I was actually turning to, I think he was the Bonner Rooster, the guy who was running the account, and he was, a while back, he was kind of asking people, you know, hey, who do you want to show up at Roo on the metal side? And pretty much in Kansas City, we have a thing called Rock Fest every year, and it's like 100,000 people on one day, and it's just, you have you know, Seven Dust, Blackberry Smoke, you have... Jesse James Dupree, and then also another, you had Rob Zombie, I mean, you name it. Man, Rob Zombie on the farm. I'd love to have someone going to show up. It, it is it is something that has been uh, I think it's more indicative of the overall uh, feel of the festival in that it's uh, the parody has really been pared down in the past few years and uh, you know with all that yeah. we've been hearing and how AC is t- taking back the the booking uh, you. I wonder if we're going to see uh, that expanded and opened up a little bit. But who are you guys uh, thinking, feeling, wanting at Bonnaroo? I actually have a couple things written down. I was thinking about this last night. It's, <laughs> no, mi- it's middle November, so of course you were. Of course you were thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> for the headliners, I mean, I know it's been out there, but I, I really want Paul McCartney back on the farm. I wasn't down 14, or was he there 14 or 13? It was 13. I wanted to see him. And then uh, I've seen Arcade Fire, but I haven't seen Arctic Monkeys. I want to see them. And then either Childish Gambino or Gorillas for the headliner. And then a mixture of uh, Kid Cudi, Odessa, Skrillex, Forest and Machine. Yeah. Some Pretty Lights Live, uh, RTJ. I want to hear Dolly Parton there. Yep, I, we've yeah, been screaming about we, that. We, we talked about that. We've been screaming about I that for I weeks. I remember, yeah, I heard that on your podcast mm-hmm. last year. I remember it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't and, uh, um, and then, like, you a know, greedy, it's... A greedy, 
a greedy wish of mine, and this is completely just bold-faced greed, uh, pipe dream. Uh, I want Dr. Heath and the Electric Mayhem, the Muppets band, to show up. Yeah. Interesting. Good picks. That's good. good. Picks, That's man. all over. Yeah. That's Bonnaroo. What about you, Richard? There you go. Well, I tell you, like, um, I've got a list, and I, I wish I did enough research on who's chewing when, the likelihood of everything. I mean, I've heard the rumors about fish. I would love fish to come back. Um, I've never seen them on the farm. It, you know, I, I never really, I mean, the dead that year, were, the dead and company were really great that year. I think that'd be a fun way to close it out. Um, I think the, that Jay-Z, we need Jay-Z um, as a headliner. I think he'd bring an awesome show. Um, my favorite artist of all time is Beck. And it's a great show. That's a great show. He's been, I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl this year and it was, um, his show, he gets better. He's like a fine wine. He's getting better and better. Every album he puts out. And his, and his band is so insanely tight right now. It is so tight. So tight. Yeah. This tour right now is really good. And I saw that they, he, uh, is, is on uh what is it shakinies yeah shakinies come on come on down to the southeast we'll go to shakinies together let's go yeah i i'm contemplating it. i mean tame and paula beck are top two of me that'd be great um but odessa would be amazing um i really love Tycho. my first year when we saw them, or the second year when we saw them um justice is a band that i think would do really well on the farm though i've seen justice uh, but justice is not doing any more shows yeah, they're, I guess they're done for the decade, yeah. so that sucks, so take that back. Um, you know, I, something that I think is interesting is there's some bands that I think, maybe it's another topic, but there's some bands that got screwed on their, their time slot that I think should get a shot to come back. That is um, actually a great topic. Awesome. That That is a fantastic you know? topic, actually, and I'll go you the first one that comes to mind, Speak of the Devil, last year's Jungle Show. Jungle should not oh, ever geez, be in right? the in the day of light, in the light of day. Oh, they should know. always be at night. Yeah. That light show is tremendous, yeah. and you lose 30% of the show if it's in yeah. daylight. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to do a pizza, you know, help do a pizza parties to make up for the, the lack. But yeah, I thought that that was a really bad, you know, Alt-J, let's not get into last year, but Alt-J, I think, could have swapped the future would have made a much better what stage show. But, um, you know, there's some things that come to mind that got screwed. Uh, Bob Moses. Are you guys familiar with I them? am. Yeah. I like Bob Moses a lot. They, you know, when they got added a couple of years ago, they were like the only non-bonner. The schedule was already out. They were the only non-bonner band I was listening to. And I'm so excited when they got added out of the blue. Yeah. And then they got slotted right in between, you know, Tame Impala and M83. Yeah. Um, Tame Impala, and it was like, uh, so I think they should get another shot to come back at a better time slot. Um, you know, Kongstoff, did you guys see them a couple years? Maybe it's too too quick for them to come mm-hmm. back, but um, they had like a 1 p.m. show a couple years ago. Caribou, a, a few years ago, that's another band that I like a lot. They had a, a Sunday slot that, you know, if you're trying to see any of the headliners on Sunday, or, you know, you missed them. Uh, Rudimental had a weird slot a few years back. The one, really, yeah, the really year really that the year show. that Sam Smith came out for that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And we missed it. I forget who they were. There was a conflict. Um, I can't remember if it was a Sunday show, but I remember it was like during the day and it just didn't kind of work. Yeah, that's. It, there's some new bands that I think. Um, in fact, we saw Bob Moses here in LA a few weeks back, and the opener um, is this band called Neil Francis. Yeah, the duo. Man, so Bob Francis. Moses touring, yeah, you know, with another band that sounds like a dude. Um, but anyway, they were fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar, but yeah. they are. I'm just wearing them out right now. I love Neil Francis, Tom Mish. Uh, I Tom love Tom Mish really cool. so much. Yeah, so do I. Um, there's a band that hasn't ever played before, and now that they're not doing the. I thought these guys would be a lock for the bluegrass situation when they were doing that, but they should. Act the, are you guys familiar with the Dust Bowl revival? Yes. 
Yeah, they, they are so fantastic, and I, they're a lot of them live here in LA. Most of them actually are based here in LA, so we see them when we can. Uh, but they're just a, a fantastic band that I think um, that I hope Bonnaroo reaches out to this year. Yeah. That, um, well, you got and then, you know yeah. gotta, I could literally go on forever. Yeah, uh, you ha- <laughs> you have a very substantial list, and here's uh here's what I think is interesting, Barry, as two guys that have done this for. Uh, 14 years, right? Now, I could I could go on and talk about the the artist that I want at Bonnaroo this year. It's going to be Rex Orange County. Uh, there's not a artist I've fallen in love with more the last year than Rex Orange County. But when I go to make my list, there's never, ever going to be a Paul McCartney on it. There's never going to be a Odessa on it, mainly because of the exact reasons why you guys want them on the list is the same reason why I don't want them on the I've already seen it, right? Yeah, and I we keep had forget- that discussion I keep, before. I keep forgetting this part where, like, people haven't been to Bonnaroo for a decade plus like we have. Like, there are people that are is in love with Bonnaroo like Richard and Dan are that are still on their fourth Bonnaroo or the fifth Bonnaroo. Yeah. And I, I lose perspective on that sometimes. And I got to remember that just because... Paul McCartney was this magical, amazing moment for me, and I don't want it to come back because I think it waters down the experience that I had. I keep forgetting that Richard and Dan haven't had that experience. Haven't had it, and I think, what did we, I think I heard from, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, we're in Chattanooga, which is like 90 miles away from, no, 60 Mm -hmm. miles away from Manchester and Knoxville, which is where AC Entertainment is, so, you know, we see those guys all the time, but. I think what did they tell me? Sixty percent of fans every year are new fans. Yeah, you know, it's in our mind, in our, yeah, in our mind, we think it's the same ninety nine percent every year right. coming back, but it's all new yeah. fans. So yeah, they've not seen, they didn't see that show or the you know yeah. Radiohead or yeah, whatever. I mean, sometimes it's and see, my my wife's kind of in that camp. Like you know, if we've already seen a band two or three times, she doesn't want to go the fourth or fifth. You know, when they come to town. And uh, it goes both ways, you know, we've already seen them or like Bob Moses, for example, is touring right now. They have this new album out that's one of my favorite of the year. And I've got to see them play for that stuff. Right. Um, and then there's bands that I, you know, Pearl Jam is is all, uh, a, a favorite of mine, too. Um, well, and, you know, I'd seen them before, but never on the farm, you know, and when they were there, it was just that year. It just it was just a perfect year. And I don't know if, I, if anybody has tape of that show. Please, please, please let me see it because we are 99% sure that Eddie Vedder gave Bruce Hank Clan a shout out uh, when we talked about Totem. Wow. Um, My jaw dropped. And (laughs) if everybody has tape of that, we want proof. Yeah. uh, Because if so, my life is, is, I can die now. I should point out that, you know, Brad complaining about seeing McCartney twice. He's the same guy that's seen Brittany <laughs> Howard how many times? Alabama Shakes, 18 times. 18 yeah, times. 18 I think times there's an Alabama FBI Shakes. file somewhere. <laughs> I think you know, <laughs> they were amazing. Oh, there's a couple other bands to throw out there. Bonobo, like, I don't know if Bonobo's been there, but he had a great show, a great tour last year. Um, in fact, we went to see Bob Moses. They were the opener. And then he had this, like, he had string, he had brass. See, I love I, something that, I, that I'd like to see Bonnaroo kind of turn toward is, you know, with the EDM kind of, you know, now we've got the other, and so many people are coming for these EDM artists, electronic artists. Some of the best electronic shows are when a band's actually up there playing, you know, like Bob Moses or um, Rufus Dussault last year, which was my favorite show. That was a but, great um, show. You know, if we could find, you know, like an Odessa and, you know, band Tycho, um, you know, STS9 was great last year. They're more of kind of jam. Goldfish one year. Goldfish was great. Um, but, you know, Bonobo is a band like that I think would be really, really interesting. Well, he's a guy, but it, it, he has this really cool show with brass and strings. And, you know, FKJ, I, I, 
he had a raw spot a few years back. I think he was like Silent Disco or Lane 8 was Silent Disco. He's really good. But FKJ, there's this really cool video of him online, um, you know, looping a bunch of stuff, playing a bunch of instruments. And, I don't know. I'd be, you I'd know what? Be, you know, it just hit. You know, it just hit me, Richard. You are. Uh, I'm guessing now, based on what you told me earlier, I'm guessing you're now 42, and you are running laps around me talking EDMX. I have <laughs> no idea who half of these people are that you're talking about. For the record, I just turned 40 this year. Okay, well, but, congratulations. Uh, still, feel, feel better. Feel better about it. Yeah, I'm right behind <laughs> you. You'll be okay. Hey guys, I'm so excited and so happy to be able to talk to you guys. Uh, if you've noticed, noticed anything about Bonnaroo, this podcast at least, we take just as much enjoyment of talking shop and Bonnaroo with Bonnarooians as we do the actual artists. And I hope to God we get to see you on the farm. Oh, we're going to make sure right. it happens, my man. Yeah, it was an oh, honor to yeah. talk to you guys. We love what you guys are doing, keeping the Bonnaroo spirit alive year-round. Um, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah, keep on doing what you're doing. I think like we said earlier, I don't think people, including ourselves, realize how much this has become a year-round thing and, and, and oh, yeah. a, an important part of people's lives. It's not just the four days, So, or in our case, the and has it, seven. Has it, you know, I know you guys are probably got to go but has, have you noticed that growing yes absolutely like, like it's getting it's a much bigger thing now than like five years ago as far as the november talk right absolutely I, it is expanding the the map the map of the calendar is expanding a lot wider and you i mean part of that is manipulation you're a pr guy you know pr sure. uh, a lot of it's yeah, manipulation right, right. of the calendar and they have to do it for black mm-hmm. friday shopping and they have to do it for sure. because coachella lineups coming out this week or next week and hangout festival came out mm-hmm. today and so they have to keep this mm-hmm. conversation moving because Look, they're in a ticket selling selling yeah, business, and, and never before until yeah. now has has ticket sales been so important for their business model because they haven't had many lately. I, I I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that, Brad. But what I I'm seeing more of is like the people who every day say, "Hey, it's 245 days. I can't wait to get back to yeah. my favorite place." So it's a little bit of both sides, I think. Well, you know, people they're they're, they're also refreshing Reddit five times. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but, but there's probably a little bit in that subconsciously, and I hate to be get way off in the weeds here, but subconsciously there's my, there may be something about how politically we are in such an absolute shit show. Well, uh, and we are in such a weird yeah. place. Take in me this, back to a happy place. Yes. In this world, we're in such a yeah. bad place where everything's divided. Everybody's angry. Everybody's upset. There's disaster on the TV every second of the day. There is one thing to find in my life. I'm talking generically. There's one thing in my life that ties us all together with happiness, and it's this thing I remember called Bonnaroo, yeah. where no matter what yeah. my ideological perspectives are, I know this guy was my friend at Bonnaroo, and we're going to be okay. Yeah, good point. Take me back to my happy place. I think place. you have a lot to do with it. Hey, yeah. by the yeah. way, uh, no, for sure. Richard, can't wait to see uh, Killer Man. I'm very excited about that. Oh, I'm good. T- yeah, we've got a... Just kidding. That you, uh, did, you looked it up. No, I know. You said Blue Fox Entertainment, so I immediately went... Yeah, <laughs> Killer Man. No, St. Judy will be the next big one. It's a true story about uh, an immigration attorney named Judy Wood. Oh, good. Played by Michelle Monaghan. Commons in it. Um, uh, Alfred Medina, Alfred Woodard. Uh, great cast. Peter Cross. All based on a true story. This is great. Coming to you uh, March 1st. Yeah, get, get the plug in. <laughs> Dan, do you have something to plug? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> New product coming out, Dan? But yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good movie. Dan's like, I'm going to be doing a selfie video here yeah. in about an hour if you want to. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, guys, thanks guys so much, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Hey, good luck.
Thank you. Absolutely. Right. Keep in touch. Appreciate Thank you, guys. It. Dan and Richard, the Rue Tang Clan, at the Rue Tang Clan on Twitter, and of course, uh, anywhere on your uh, info Rue and Reddits. Now, uh, before we wrap up, because the next time we talk to you is probably going to be lineup time, and that's when the heat really gets going, right? We've yeah. been dead of winter. It doesn't get any hotter than when lineup comes out, right? And I, let's say, like we've done for the last two years, we'll do it live. I mean, we'll have it for this podcast, but we'll also do. Do you uh, want to? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we'll do it for the paper like we did the yeah, last year. Yeah, for Tennant Times Street Press? Absolutely. Okay. We can send out some updates on that, and we can watch it live along with you. Uh, I guess ChattanoogTimesTreePress.com, or we'll send out some links yeah. as the time gets closer. Uh, do we have any news that we want to get through um, before we go? Any uh, any binary news? Like, uh, oh, the, the on-sales. The on-sales started, what, a week ago, depending on when you're hearing this, but uh, the pre-sale, so it's coming. It's happening. I'm, You know, when you were talking earlier about uh, the announcement coming out, if they get it out in front of Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, that becomes a, a, a gift for folks. Yeah, I mean, and it's cheap right now. I mean, it's, it's never going to get any cheaper than right now. Right. And uh, seriously, look at the group thing. If you're if you're hesitant about going by yourself or just even two of you, look mm-hmm. at that because that sounds like a lot of fun. No kidding. That's my angle. And whenever I get kicked out of Camp Nut Butter, whenever <laughs> I'm excommunicated for good, that's my next step is group camping. I'm coming, Rutan Clan. I mean, I'm, you're my people. You're my people. What do you say, 250? It's a lot, man. That is a lot of people to sort of get organized. And right. see, they, like, I don't even want to, I can't get 12 of you no, on I the know. same page. I, I don't know how in the hell he gets 250. I thought about that. I, if I had to worry about, I don't like worrying about you. I can't imagine <laughs> worrying about 250 By other way, people. Can you come help me fix my, my toilet at the house? Yeah, I'm on okay. the way. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next time on the What Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.